on another beautiful sunny day on this fine August. We are here with Natalie Duran. What up? The the G, the gangsta. Keeping it real. Thug. <laughs> Thugging like she do. She's coming here from the backyard. And uh, we're just here having another open discussion. Uh, really kind of just freestyling this one heat of the moment type deal uh, so we'll just see where it goes and roll with the punches uh, so, hey. so how are you doing today Natalie what's on your mind I'm doing good I noticed that I just never really want to record inside so there's probably yeah. a lot of wind in our You'll videos get a lot of wind because we're not in a a nice fancy studio or nothing like that we're just yeah. we want to be outdoors underneath the sun just like Jesus would want us to do <laughs> yeah. like, be Jesus outside. didn't send his message from a cave yeah he wasn't inside a church <laughs> he was outside embracing the nice weather getting his feet washed by the ladies you know that's how it is <laughs> uh, yeah, um, actually, we're, this is a totally, completely opposite subject, because <laughs> this is about, well, I guess it's not the opposite. They're like light shadow workers, <laughs> but um, I kind of wanted to talk about comedians and the role that they play in society, um, their divine purpose here you know because usually it's the clown that's the saddest right and we that is true that is something that all my favorite comedians a lot of them you never knew but they had and they harbored like dark traumatizing experiences and uh and it, it is kind of weird how like yeah the the funniest loudest people in the room could be the most depressed the saddest people and and i think they're at they're at this point that they understand like you know making other people laugh and other people smile is like the best gift they can give them and themselves and uh yeah it's it's really strange a lot of your favorite comedians you know that just seems to be very common that comedy it's like can, light come, working. can come from this very dark place like yeah it has to it has to you have to have a, a level of cynicism to be a really good comedian mm -hmm. like, definitely and and one thing i've like noticed amongst comedians is a lot of them seem to be super enlightened like we've got like jim carrey and robin williams and john c Riley. <laughs> <laughs> i love that guy i feel like his wisdom is just straight up like he's like i will not let you be upset in any moment <laughs> like do you know how many laughs that guy is personally responsible for like mm -hmm. i i mean and that's not to give will ferrell no credit but he gets all the credit all the time so yeah, we were talking about this the other day <laughs> yeah it's like like i mean will ferrell's hilarious but he is hiding behind the curtain of Will Ferrell. <laughs> er, He's wait. in Will Ferrell's shadow. Yeah, yeah. Wait, <laughs> did I get the names right? I don't know. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got it right. He just 
chopped it up a bit. But yeah, why do when these great comedians, you know, it's tough when they're on stage with someone who's just a big star, like Jim Carrey, like Will Ferrell, like, you know, it, those guys just have... It'd be so intimidating. <laughs> yeah, and you know what, no, John C. Riley, I, I still think he is equally up there. Yeah. He's killing it. He's just underrated because he has versatility. He has... He goes and he plays these serious fucked up roles about having a murderous teenage son and and that's that's range, you know. And not to say Will Ferrell doesn't have range, but I don't think I can watch a Will Ferrell movie without giggling or and something, you know. He's He seems like he's a similar character. He's a kind lot. of figured like, out like if you know what you're good at, uh or, you know, whatever. You can't be first or last. <laughs> yeah, no, he really, that's really his mantra. Yeah. <laughs> he's really a comedy genius. He is. He's smart. He's funny. But range, I think, is what makes, you know. Yeah, like when Jim Carrey did the number 23, I lost my entire shit. I was like, who is this man? He did not play in the mask. Like, totally different persona. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, I saw him as a man for the first time. I was like, damn, Jim Carrey is kind of fly, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> but, that movie was a great uh, movie. And then Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, I love uh, that movie so much. Uh, and then he He had, let, like, a lot of his, like, hurt come out in that movie, yeah. I feel. Like, you could really feel how, like, just broken of a man he was. Just, like, how sick of the everyday he was and... It was like he couldn't just put on that facade. He definitely taps into personal things when, because he's, you know, he's gone through some shit. Yeah. I feel like Adam Sandler, man, he never should have done the movie Funny People, because then he basically showed the whole world who he was, and then the world was like, oh, <laughs> you know, instead of like having this moment of awe for him, they were just kind of like, oh. That's yeah. who you are. <laughs> like, I you loved know. Adam Sandler in his earlier oh, movies, yeah, like, like Waterboy and Billy Madison. A wedding Singer. Like, even Fifty First Dates yeah. was awesome. Wedding like, Singer was an OG one. That I, one was yeah, one Drew Barrymore brings out the best in him, I think. But then it's like he <laughs> went from being a comedy genius to like a comedy company. Yeah. And then he just like just rolls out these summertime knee slappers with the old crew and all of his buddies all his friends are like starring like Rob Schneider and, right. and I Rob forget the Schneider other guys don't names. fall <laughs> Rob Schneider was branching off so when great. he did the hot chick when he did oh, the animal yes. he was going in a great direction and then I don't know he was like yeah he was he was on that level oh he like... was in this show recently where he plays like uh like a house husband like living in Beverly Hills or something and he's just like it's such like uh, have, you can watch it and have your own opinion about it but I was just like this is not Rob Schneider this is not the you can do it guy. <laughs> he's just playing like he's married to like some cougar and he brags about it and he pretty much just has a boring Joe Schmo life and uh, he just gets to brag about having a, a wife that's too hot for him and a job he makes six figures seven figures whatever and I just wasn't about it. It's just so weird how they've just kind of like... T times in Hollywood must be tough. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I think Hollywood's always been tough. And like, oh, Johnny Depp, a whole oh ass succubus got her hands on him. Oh my god, dude. And you can see it. Like, you just, he opens his eyes and misery pours out. <laughs> it's like, dude, what did she do to you? Like, Every day I think about that guy and I'm like, oh, I pray for him and Britney Spears. I know she's not a comedian, but she's still a star, you know, like. Yeah, she's going through a lot of crazy shit. I think yeah. things are getting better for her right now, though, that she's like broken her silence. And yeah, and got her own attorney. Mm -hmm. There's like real hope. People have been rooting for her. Chris Crocker, my boy. Yeah, I didn't her. realize they had taken away her kids and they're like, she's still, mentally sound enough to perform and rake in millions of dollars for them but oh no you can't be a mom you can't be a part of your family's life like yeah that's just fucked and especially it, it, they have that stardom story their their dads just like just like uh michael jackson just like jesse jackson just like didn't let his kids have lives they had to work for their that that was their life's work was yeah. their creation Look at the Olsen twins. I just recently saw a picture of Ashley Olsen hiking with uh, with a, a uh, drink in one hand and a machete in the other. And I was like, that's my fucking hero right Like now. a drink drink? Yeah, like a big drink. <laughs> I was like, and she's wearing like this really beautiful log like thing. I'm like, you know what? Get it. Like, that's... It's where your mind is. Yeah. Not like where you are. Like, well, I mean, yeah, we're yeah. Not. Honestly, I think. Hey, Titan! 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 Hey, come here! Sometimes I think, like, my like my best stories are just, like, me in my pajamas with a bottle of wine. You know? I wouldn't mind, like, doing some hiking trips like that. <laughs> like, like, fuck it. I'm going in a whole ass nightgown. Like. <laughs> Oh, dude, we gotta do that one of these days. Just get extravagant ass pajamas and go hike. Titan. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, I wanna go. <laughs> I'm never even like really equipped for a hike. I'm just like got my pape, my, my vape, my pen, <laughs> my boots. Let's go. <laughs> I'll find a perfect stick to pick up while I'm out there. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm baked and tight and distracted me. Yeah, our dog is crazy. He's always chasing after cars in the alley. Yeah, I think it was like a guy walking his dog. Titan's still kind of a puppy, so he needs a lot of redirection. He'll like stick his whole face in the swimming pool, get it all wet, and then he'll just run up and try to like give you kisses and like, and yeah. then he'll start like shaking it all off on you. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, why? He dump his face in the in the pool. It's just a little kiddie pool, but I'm sure the, the few times we've taken him to the river, he just jumps right in, man. He was born for it. <laughs> Sorry, he ended up taking the scene. I have to post a picture of him with this. So far, every <laughs> podcast has had a dog. Yeah. <laughs> On our first podcast, some lady was walking her dog. Her two, like three dogs, they yeah. just came out of nowhere. One came out of the bushes, one came out. 
Both like leaped into my lap. I was like, oh dang, okay. And the lady like didn't say anything <laughs> until she was like 10 feet away from us and she's like, oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> I didn't mind though. They were cute little doggies. And they were happy. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so Titan took the scene. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? We were talking about... Oh, Britney ooh, Spears. You know, uh, comedians, too. Uh, I think, like... I think everyone has, like, a degree of mental illness. Maybe not, like... Some people see it as a gift, though. They understand that, uh, you know, it's not sane to be well-adjusted to profoundly sick society like you know you can just take a look around and there's a lot of aspects of society that'll just mess you up and uh, they kind of learn to balance that and uh, you know obviously Robin Williams was fighting a lot of demons I'm still like in disbelief over what he did but at the same time like I get it like on Chris Farley and Chris Farley man Chris Farley was just like this ball of energy like he's just like a light bulb that would turn on whenever he walked in the freaking room I am I wasn't like I think he died around the time I was born but just like watching him in movies and stuff I was like this guy's amazing like where's the rest of his movies why didn't he make more movies and then I found out he's dead and that was such a shock his and his Dude, he was, was such so a heartbroken sad. man there's an interview he where he was on some late night show and uh, it was so weird to watch because he pretty much opened up about like his pain and his trauma and some like he's like he goes on a, the talk show everyone's laughing and hooting and hollering I don't remember which late night show host it was but he's just like yeah the clown Chris Farley's here you know ha 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 and then he like they're like so what are you up to da 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 and he's like well he's like you know this and that and he's like I I, I kind of wanted to I do a little piece, a little antidote or something, if you don't mind, you know. And he's, they're all like, yeah, yeah, go for it. And then uh, he just like looks to the camera, gets all dark, and he says this like poem that he wrote. And he's just talking about how like he he slips and stumbles so that others can laugh. And and you know, he's like, my my heart is broken, and I'm and everyone laughs at the clown and this and that and like. It was so weird because it was so sincere and so you would almost yeah. think it was a bit because of how like almost blunt and honest he was about it like he needed to tell somebody and then the 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 bit ends and everyone is just laughing like he didn't even say anything like remotely funny but everyone's just laughing like oh, oh so God. hilarious and like even the host is like wow that was great you know and he kind of just looks kind of brokenhearted and he's just like yep like and even like, cause it was on a Reddit post, but everyone in the comments was like, wow, like no wonder it was, no wonder he hid what he was feeling. Cause he opens up once and look at the reaction he gets. Like everyone just expected him to be the funny guy. Like he's not a human. Like he can't be sad and have these emotions. He's supposed to distract us from our emotions. Yeah. And that's probably why they're such great comedians. Cause they're distracting themselves from these emotions by creating laughter and magic yeah i think uh chris farley i i heard through the grapevine i don't know how true it is fact check me but uh 
Yeah, I heard that he, like, paid a prostitute to just be his friend. Chris Farley? Yeah, before he died. And then eventually he was like, I have to pay people to be my friend. You know, From what I, I understood, he had a, he befriended this prostitute he met, who was also his heroin supplier. Oh, she, well, see, I don't know. She knew a heroin dealer, and he would uh, pay for her company, and he she uh, got him into heroin, and then uh, they were going like he was really starting to crash around the time of his, his death you know he was super depressed and this and that and nobody was looking at the warning signs and he was tr- wanting to hang out with this prostitute because she he felt she was the only one who listened to him and she kind of like entranced him in this world of oh i'll listen to you i'll give you drugs i'll give you sex i'll be this everything for you and, and but she, she but it was money, one-sided money, it was yeah. one-sided she was just abusing him and taking advantage of him and well, then, it was also her job, so it was kind of like, was she taking advantage of him, or you know, because yeah, he was, she was because he knew she, he was because well for because it. he they were he the day he died they were gonna meet up at like a motel room and he wanted to see her and uh, he was like going off the deep end and I don't remember if she was there and they were doing it together and uh he started to overdose and he was overdosing and she looked at him and instead of helping him instead of calling the police or anything she just took photos of him and then she was like now i don't have to sleep with this guy or 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 give this guy money or give him drugs i'm just gonna blackmail him into paying me or i'll expose him and she took photos of him and he was pretty much dead Jeez. And hold on, Ollie. And she took off. And I do remember she got in trouble. I don't really ever remember if they like prosecuted her or if she got prison time, but she did get in trouble because she just she failed to report that he was dying. But like in her, she says in her defense, she didn't realize he was dying. She just thought he was he threw up and was sick. And this that's and still that. fucked up. Yeah, and that's why I I feel. Like she was fully taking advantage of him. Yeah, but who knows like how even, he got to. Even if she too, was pretending so. to be her friend, like a friend could at least call the, the fucking ambulance. Yeah. But you know, we don't know the whole story. But rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, Chris Farley. Too soon. Way too soon. I don't know, that leads to another unpopular topic of mine, and that's being pro-choice in the matters of your own life. And that's, I know so many people are like, "Ah, what do you mean? But you know, where I live, you know, it is a law to have an assisted suicide if you're like terminally ill or, you know, whatever. I think that there are select cases where we can like say without a shadow of a doubt that this is a better option than to let them suffer you know for however long and you know when they're ready you know and um i don't know that mental illness is a reason i think that's something that needs to be addressed and like and you know i think too like we have so many therapists in the world who go into it because they like want to change the world but if you wanted to change the world let in like 
a couple free people every month you know like let in like pick select cases go out to the coffee shop see who's in distress and just pick somebody to to give therapy to for free no charge no nothing like you know and we could make the world a better place and teachers too you could see like kids in your neighborhood that need guidance and you know and i've seen teachers do that you know Mm -hmm. Uh, like megan torres she's an amazing teacher and she goes out of her way to help kids in the community and there's people who become teachers and then there's people who are born to teach exactly and And you're lucky if you you're lucky enough if you have at least one teacher in any like phase in your childhood because they inspire you a good teacher inspires you to want to learn exactly her husband was my professor in college i remember my science teachers were my favorite teachers miss olifson she was just had a passion about science like i would get excited just to you know it was like my favorite class and science is just badass and awesome on its own so it wasn't too hard but yeah i love science but yeah for me it was and it was so hilarious because i was such an atheist in college and uh and then i go into rich torres's class it's an ethics class you know and i'm like learning about ethics and then he does um a world religions class too and then i was like he did so great in this one class i was like i have to go to world religions and see what all that's about even as an atheist i wanted to know this guy was doing like 10 minute meditations before every class he would have us all sit in a circle right and then he would he would be like sitting in the circle with us like and he's like this is how we are nobody is in front nobody's leading we're all leaders we got this and then so when we had assignments he would have us come up with like quizzes for him so that we had to learn all the stuff so that we could make the quiz and he'll know by our questions like if we even like read the material he like reverse psychology us into being the teachers and that changed everything for me and like I think you know with him and his wife being such crazy good teachers like that get you wanting more like I I'm so far in debt <laughs> because I just don't want to stop learning you know and I don't know I feel like that's another thing education should be free like out of two things that should be socialized in america it's education and healthcare. (laughs) but america is just a a a corporation it's it's a business entity now so they're gonna monetize everything yeah but you know what that's all kind of changing now that they're taking everyone's jobs and making it to where everyone has to rely on the government and all this like they're forcing us into a state of communism a lot of places in the world now are starting to do four-day work weeks yeah because they're realizing that like it's no quality of life to spend this much percentage away from what you want to do what you love your family you know this and that right and like it might sound appealing to have the government give you a bunch of things the scary part about it is that it's not free. <laughs> like you're paying for it in some way or another. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you have to understand any any politician, you know, they sound like they've got these great ideas, but the truth is good people don't seek power. They don't seek it. 
you know good people have power they empower they already you know they understand power as like something to be shared not something to be hoarded you know, these aren't leaders, these are kindergartners, <laughs> and they're all like, I'll have the most monopoly money, but the least amount of resources if all of this fails. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> and also, like, they put other people in that mindset where they're like, oh, you want to be a CEO living in a penthouse suite and da-da-da-da-da. Well, you know, we've seen enough zombie apocalypse movies to know that, like, that's the worst place to be if some shit goes down. <laughs> you have no survival skills. The real world operates different than this Wall Street world that they exist in. It's like they created a whole false reality, a matrix. And it's like, and they're living on these credits and all this. But eventually, <laughs> eventually, we're gonna need more resources so we need to invest more of our selves into creating those resources there are way too many billions of people on this earth to not be putting in just as much as we're taking out that's our responsibility here to maintain the balance if you take you give like what are you gonna give back <laughs> i think about all you've taken like, balance out that karma like i don't care how you how you pay it forward even it the smallest steps can be the biggest ones like if you're just picking up trash in your neighborhood one day and then you just feel a spark of charity in you you know and charity is everything that's what keeps the human race going that's what always has what jesus was yeah. Like, if I have $14 in my pockets, we all have that $14. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I will, I would sooner give it to you than use it on me. You know, because I know where I'm at. <laughs> you know, when you know where you're at and you're comfortable, you don't mind giving because you know that, like, that the earth supplies <clears throat> and nothing's more like awesome than making an entire meal out of your garden you know exactly like, that's where you can start too just in your garden in your own personal surroundings right Haley and i had a little mini garden in a one bedroom apartment <laughs> like it's awesome and i mean and my friend Barrick, he has those little flowers growing you know and like and i know like even in a one bedroom apartment you could throw in some greenery throw in some life and it'll change the entire mood of your house yeah get some monsters yeah oh some aloe vera because you know you're getting them sunburns or somebody you love is and you're gonna want to have the aloe vera <laughs> <laughs> like somebody gets burned whatever you got it on hand like that's also a nice thing about having certain herbs in your garden like yep. you, you have a tummy ache go cook up some yerba buena like <laughs> you know yeah self-sustaining is a good practice yeah even in the smallest steps forward oh there was this documentary i watched it's called happy Right? And it's all about like minimalism and how people in third world countries are happier than people in these first world, you know, uh, countries. And so like, 
we, you know, we put so much value into things, but over there, they're all about community. Like, they've got, like, the grandma who's, like, making, you know, food for the entire neighborhood, and then they've got, like, you know, people just coming together to help each other. Yeah, well, these are, like, old communities that have known each other for hundreds and hundreds of years. Well, I mean, for, you know, many years versus we're, like, this is, like, pop-up America where... You know, your neighbor could be from the Middle East, they could be from Korea, they could be from Mexico. And we still need to have that Southern hospitality. And they need to break through. (laughs) I feel like they're all like, yeah, we're also in our own little cultures that it is a little harder for people to just kind of be like, look, we're, we're all in the, in the melting pot, but we can share our cultures, you know. Yeah, learn from each other. We can't just grasp onto what we know and say, all right, this is all there is to it. Yeah, we're too mixed at this point to not be sharing. Mm-hmm. We're too mixed because then it's so confusing when you've got like so many different things and you know and you look you know people are like oh why is that white guy drumming on the drums that are drum circles and stuff and they're like well maybe he's half mm-hmm. you know maybe he's mixed and maybe he could bring some of his Celtic culture to the table who knows like you know there's and and then you grow and you vibe from it and I learned that. In the last, like, couple years, hanging out with all the witches, I love witches, but, like, hanging out with them and just, like, learning every day. They're teaching me about essential oils and crystals and, like, all this other stuff, astrology. Like, I learned how to read celestial charts because of witches. Like, I learned how to make soaps and stuff. Like, you know, they teach you better self-sustaining than anyone. They're, like, making their own medicines and stuff, and I'm like, dude, that's so cool yeah churches don't even teach you that kind of yeah stuff. They just they're teach like you jesus healed well how did he do it <laughs> well like you know you just poofed it into existence well no it's more than too just much faith yeah it's more than just faith it's action and jesus preached that all the time it's action yeah they they they, they need you to have so much faith that they can't even they can't even share the like there, it's they are secrets at this point, but at one point it was just like everyone, you know, was that in touch with the earth that they knew. Yeah, they lost the language of the universe through trying to find the language of the universe. It's like, it's like the Tao. When you chase it, you lose the way. Mm-hmm. You have to just let the way happen to you. <laughs> and I don't know. It's how scientists lost their magic. I'm like, y'all are just witches that didn't get burned at the stake. Okay, that's literally what you are. You don't. You sit there and say you don't have your deities, but I see the way you worship the stars. <laughs> I see the way you gawk at the moon. I know. You all have your own deities. You just don't see it like that because you're so busy looking for this big crazy guy in the sky. And <laughs> in reality, it's inside of you <laughs> and all around you. You split a piece of wood and you will find me. Lift a stone and I'm there. I think I got that quote from Stigmata, which is from the Apocrypha, <laughs> but like, and I hella paraphrased it. But that's basically like it, you know? Like, you find God in the smallest things. You just gotta stop looking with your eyeballs. Yeah, you I gotta... like how it was put in the Bhagavad Gita when he's saying that I am the breath in every animal and I am the. Uh... Uh, the breath in all animals that have ever been 
Yeah. And it's just like, that really put things in perspective because it's not like, we feel like we're this special, this special moment in time in history that a spotlight is being shed on us when really it's always been on and we're just now for a millisecond stepping out into that light. Exactly. It's like how, um, I lost my train of thought tightened. Go on. <laughs> um, but, oh shit. Bhagavad Gita. Oh yeah. It's, it's like, even scientists know this. All energy and matter is neither created nor destroyed. It's just recycled, right? Mm -hmm. That's literally infinity. Okay? They literally measured as there's no beginning, no end. Energy and matter is all for infinity. Well, that's literally what all these books have said that God is. Like, so, you know, they never said look to the sky for some crazy guy, you know? You are the crazy guy. Yeah, you are the crazy guy. Look and your mere yourself. existence is fucking crazy. Like, look inside yourself. Right? Like, what? I am. I mean, yeah. that's what God's name literally translates to. I am. I know. So if you're ever wondering, <laughs> you already know. I've known on all along. It's just like, you gotta take the journey to get there. You have to shut up your ego. Your ego is the devil. <laughs> that's true The as thing well. that makes you feel entitled to anything is the fucking devil. So just let it go. <laughs> Definitely living in the present, living in the now. That's discipline. It's a. Uh, and it's almost impossible it. to perfect. I'm gonna be straight up with you, at least as far as I have noticed. That's why you you get up and pray and you thank God for another chance. Yeah, and it's like, it's a, it's a constant battle, you know. Just, and but that's the beauty of life is that every day is eternity. And every day is your judgment day. You don't know if this is a day you fucking die. <laughs> like, so treat it like it's your judgment day. And like, and not that you're scared of this God that you this, that you have this preconceived notion of. But think about your mom. Okay? Think about the power of your mom. She gives you life. You fear her. <laughs> you fear her. And just imagine that at the end of it all, you break her rules. <laughs> you have to face your mom, and she's the one with a recording of your whole life, and, and can, she's watching it. And you can run away, but <laughs> and no, you can't even run away because you're dead. You're stuck here watching this oh. movie of your whole life <laughs> with your mom, and then that's how you gotta treat it. Like, just is she? Is she going to be proud of you? Are you the child that she's like, yes, I raised this child. You are worthy. You know, or is she going to be like, fucking what? Who the hell is this? What? You did what to who? You know, like, who are you? Is that the kind of person you want to be recognized as? Because that's like bottom line where it's at. You're not, don't think about facing God like some stranger that you don't know. No, this is your mom. This is your dad. Whoever you, you know. Mm -hmm. hold the highest reverence for whatever fathom that you know if it's your grandma I don't know sometimes it's a grandma <laughs> my grandma has the entire wrath of God inside her <laughs> like <laughs> I believe it uh, but like 
you know and so just fathom that it's those people who are gonna watch the entire recording of your life and are they gonna be proud of you like because they're part of god too they're part of the whole collective and we're all collectively gonna come back together and go back apart and come back together it's like a sequence we see it from the big bang all the way to right now what happened matter went everywhere and now as it's expanding outwards it's still collecting together and creating masses you know so it's like still trying to come together even during its explosion it's literally still exploding right now mm-hmm. it's still exploding we're caught in that explosion we're just hurling out through space at thousands of miles an hour exactly and it's like and that's another thing we are literally primates <laughs> on a rock flying through space and we have weed <laughs> and y'all want to take everything so damn serious like what the fuck sit down <laughs> sit down <laughs> and just chill be with yourself for like 10 minutes a day start there just 10 minutes a day be with yourself no phone no screens maybe a journal you know but be with yourself and don't be anywhere else actively listen to your surroundings actively listen to yourself if you need to because you know what i learned with my meditation practice that first i needed to purge every thought i had and then i could go into it and so i i needed like a full five minutes so my brain could be adhd mode and you know and then i'd write out whatever i needed to and then i'd be like all right now i'm actively listening actively paying attention to whatever is moving or whatever around me and not closing my eyes but like looking down you know just look down your nose keep your eyes like slitted i guess but like you're looking down so you can still have an active observation of your peripherals and you know and it helps you to learn how to stay in the present moment like because then because everyone needs their eyeballs to be looking at something to be there (laughs) at least in the beginning it's definitely training yourself to be able to like hone in on that focus of meditation while you're in the moment and it's it's tough it's when you're meditating you're just like building up that that fortitude yeah that you know when you're in the now is when you can apply okay patience virtue uh you know don't let your emotions get the best of you don't let your ego get the best of you because when we meditate we have plenty of time to think you know okay well in, in, mo- in most cases you're trying to clear your head of thinking <laughs> but you know it definitely resonates in me like you know I'm calm and collected now like I can't let life get to get the best of me when I'm in the moment when I say the things I know I'll regret saying when I do the things I know I shouldn't do and I'm like well later I'll think about it over meditation when you should use the time to meditate to build up the fortitude to, to practice uh, you know what you really learn when you do reflect versus just you know being in going with the flow and just being like oh well this is what's gonna happen because this is what I do this is how I am this is who I am yeah 
because then when you meditate you realize that's not you you realize that was your ego that was your that was whatever whatever desire you, you know habit and you need to chip away to to, to be more you yeah honestly like one of my things was like just I like because I was always like that person who was like I could never meditate I could never be alone you know did it in myself you know I was like my head's a scary place I said it all I'm good um but my my college professor Rich Torres he like had this meditation group that I ended up going to after class and stuff and like there was one meditation he did with me that resonated and it made me feel like I was backwards astral projecting mm -hmm. you know it was really cool because he's like all right so lay completely flat on the ground you know he like had us do a quick like breathing exercise like but I learned a better one I'm sorry Rich but I have to teach the better one right now so you tilt your whole head back while you're laying down so you're like your whole neck is kind of sticking out open your mouth wide and breathe through that like three full breaths and it helps open up your throat chakra and then like and then you put your head back to normal and then you just lay there right and then just imagine your like soul like start to vibrate you know and then just imagine it like falling into the earth and it's crashing through all the strata all the rocks all the magma you're just swimming through it like nothing you go through the core and you're going out the other side and you go all the way through the planet and then you just imagine yourself going all the way through space and into a black hole if you need to wherever you want to go in space you just imagine that and I'm like, that was the most fun meditation ever. Because I was like, this is a journey. I'm on Star Trek right now. Like, did I say Star Trek? Star, Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> I love that show. But yeah, dude, uh, it's like being on, on like Firefly or something. It's just all, yeah. I, and I've always been into like spacey stuff. So that's... Yeah, that was the best kind of meditation for me. And I got right into it. And sometimes I got so deep into meditation that if, like, my kids came in to interrupt, I'd be like, go away! <laughs> I need this. <laughs> I could feel him coming from a mile away. Yes? Oh, we're about to wrap this up. You want to come whine into the microphone? Oliver, come tell us what's on your oh, mind Oh yeah, today. tell us about what you were telling us in your video. I want to hear about that. Like, like how... Here, I, come closer to this. Like, like how I don't like people killing animals and I want... And I don't... And I just want animals to... Speak up. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like people killing animals and I get a, and it's really sad because there's lots of endangered animals out. What okay. animals are endangered? I don't know much. Do you know anything? Rhinos, tigers, and stuff. Rhinos and tigers and stuff? Yeah, we gotta watch out for them, huh? Elephants. Do you know how many rhinos are left? I don't know anything. I heard it's 60. 60? Or under 60 or over, I don't know.
That's really sad. Thank you for your input, Ollie. I'm well put, Oliver. <laughs> but, um... Um, I think I cancelled that one. I'm sorry. Anyway, should we wrap it up? <laughs> Are there any other things that have been on the mind lately? Um, well, we touched up a little bit on on mental illness. I think uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that. I personally have uh i've met a lot of people with mental illnesses uh but i've I've personally known quite a few people with schizophrenia and that just seems to be like a reoccurring thing that pops up and uh and it even runs in my family which is weird because i always think like well you know me and my sibling came from the same place like we have the same genes the same like dna or similar at least and I don't know <laughs> sometimes I feel like I am uh, crazy or whatever I'm not to say that all schizophrenic people are crazy but I feel like that sometimes but uh, it's just weird how it just seems to just happen to some people and I've always wondered why exactly uh, I don't know if it's something that they're something genetically in them that makes them susceptible. Uh, I've I've read somewhere that like huge trauma, like through some childhood event, seems to kind of stem from there. I think it's, it's more than that. It's biophysical, and also <clears throat> there's okay there. I I don't like calling it like even a mental illness and here's why because things like anxiety um adhd schizophrenia uh narcissism psychopathy you know sociopathy you know all those things they all are kind of they're mutations that occurred through evolution so that makes them an evolution higher, or an evolutionary rate higher than us, or anybody else who's not, it's you know. It's just like a mutation. Yeah, exactly. And then, on top of that, if you think about the, like, their actual illness, it all is a heightened survival, like, trait that we have. You know, we all have intuition, we all have a level of telepathy, we all have a level of understanding. Most of our language 
80% of our language is body language. Yeah. We speak with our bodies and our minds. Mm -hmm. And then our voices, they can convey what, what we want, but what is that without the context of our soul? You know, it's just words. And so I feel like maybe they just pick up on more frequencies. They're picking up like a fucking radio. They're, yeah, like, that's, that's one thing I've always kind of felt too, that they're, they pick up a lot of And if vibes. you think hostility and shit like that around them, that's why they're hearing those thoughts, negative thoughts, because you are producing a negative energy. I bet you, if you turned it around and you gave them a positive, you know, environment and you started honing in on that and you're like, so like, what are you hearing? Like, can we journal this together? Can we talk about it and not make them feel crazy about it, but validate the fact that these voices may not just come from inside of them. Mm -hmm. You know, we know enough to know. We know enough about the fifth dimension by now. Like, to know that like some people just pick up more signals and you know if you don't have like the mental awareness of that it feels crazy mm -hmm. it feels crazy because you're not aware of what's going on and you don't realize that you're you're that aspect of god that hears everybody you know you're just <laughs> and, really receptive to all the feelings and the the good vibes and the bad vibes unfortunately exactly and, and society can be like scary and i know people only can relate to what they feel by what they know and so a lot of people think it must be demons it must be something evil and, and it is it's other people it's other people the energy you're bringing to the table when you come in low vibing and you're like <sighs> guess what Hypersensitive people are picking up on that. Empaths can relate, you know? And then you're just carrying on this energy and it implants a seed in the people around you. And you're giving everyone a bad day. And it's like, was it so bad? Your little trivial thing? Like, take your attitude, leave it at the door. Leave it at home, you know? Have it out with yourself. Really get your journal, say everything you wanna say about it, and then don't bring it to the public burn it <laughs> throw it in the toilet whatever you gotta do get rid of it let and it then out. let it let it be gone you no longer have that feeling you released it or just apply that energy towards your passions or something do something productive well when people do that they become dictators of other people because they haven't resolved this power like this like feud for power within themselves you know and it's, I don't know. This power struggle, that's what I was thinking. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like these are, and the psychedelics have really been opening up a lot in our, you know, scientific data about like how these parts of the brain get opened up. And I had, <clears throat> An old colleague of mine that used to say neurons that wire to or neurons that fire together wire together you should trip on mushrooms at least twice a year for optimal like brain use you know and it you know it's helped me <laughs> I've overcome a lot of depression I see beauty in life again and I'm like you know sometimes you know if you, you can reach 
higher dimensions if you want or just have Amanita Muscaria tea and not trip at all but just still get that enlightened energy from it mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> yeah, like definitely lots of doors you can open and yeah people just they ain't using it you know what teachers should be doing you want great thinkers teach kids how to write with both hands you teach them how to use both sides of their brains yeah. at a young age. Teach them to do their math with both sides of their hands. It doesn't make sense hands. to give <laughs> the mind a limit. Yeah, like you're, we're limiting them by saying, pick a hand and stick to one. That's I literally had a teacher tell me that because I'm ambidextrous and I would always be trying to use both hands. And like, she's like, just pick one, you know? And it's like, because of her impatience, I had to train one hand to be stronger than the other. But like they could have had equal opportunity there at that young formative age. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even now I still like try to incorporate my other hand as much as possible. Yeah, but. I would do the same thing too at work. Yeah, it's like... Just be left-handed all day. <laughs> it's great for your brain. It's like exercise for you. It, it gets you thinking on the opposite side of your spectrum. So like... If you're normally like all math and numbers and science, like you start to see more creativity and stuff. And and then if you're all creativity and spirit, then you start seeing more like sciencey stuff. And you're like, oh my gosh, they're so interconnected when you use a good balance of both, you know? Because I mean, think about it. All like science came from alchemy. Alchemy came from a spiritual practice, you know? And before, before the dark ages, like spirituality and science were one in the same you know alchemy gave us chemistry um and and math and and then uh damn astrology gave us astronomy and you know we we have all these all these different like scientific vices and all these different witch ways and stuff but look at it guys you're all doing the same thing just one has a phd and one doesn't <laughs> like freaking i wish that like scientists would all put on a witch hat and go to town and witches would put on a lab coat and go to town and see that they are practicing like similar practices it's all cause and effect they're all just doing t- data testing they're just seeing what works what doesn't work like let them find out don't demonize them for it just like you shouldn't be demonized you know like nobody should be demonized we should all just see that we're all taking paths that lead to the light (laughs) it's all we're all expanding from the big bang and we will come together in other commonalities you know or we'll come together in our differences how about that Bring it all to the table. Have a fucking mixing pot of our differences and see what happens. That's the American experiment. That's the American dream. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, if we could all just like forget our meat suits for like 30 fucking seconds. Forget Mm -hmm. it. Forget your race, your gender, your sexuality. Forget everything. Who are you? You're not your identity, you're not your name, you're your actions, you're everything you do in life, every intention you have, every thought you have, that's you. You are the energy that operates the brain. You reside in the pineal gland. 
You know who you are deep down. You just have to extract all this extra shit that you put on top. Just extract it all and see that we are all the same thing. We are all energy. We are all chemicals. We are all fucking just a bunch of atoms. Mm-hmm. Sons of Adam. <laughs> Daughters of Adam. You can take that context however it best suits you, you know? It's all interconnected. And when they see that they've all just had one piece of the puzzle that somebody else didn't have this whole freaking time, then we can start putting it together. (laughs) Putting it to work the way it's supposed to. Like, we've been so limited because of our ignorance. And I say ours, because I've been ignorant. Mm -hmm. Like, I ain't above it. Oh yeah. We've all been, and we all do. That's part of the new day. It's part of the new you. Yeah. Or maybe it's the old you. What you're experiencing now is the new you. I think time ain't real. <laughs> time ain't, it, well, it, it, well, I don't know, because Thoth the Atlantean said, in the beginning, or I'm hella pre- paraphrasing again. I can never, I don't do direct quotes because it's all just coming from memory. But he was like, um, in the beginning was a beginning. Therefore, time exists. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, like there was a beginning. Even if we weren't there to see it and witness it. Even if there weren't like, there wasn't the sun or anything there was a passage of time where matter met antimatter you know like there was a beginning but also where does that beginning come from you know it was eternal the eternal thought it was the new beginning there's always a new beginning coming we are all cosmic microwave radiation scientists have fucking seen it They've seen it with their own freaking eyeballs. They've seen God. And yet they say, I don't think that God exists because it don't look like how I think it's supposed to look. (laughs) But guess what? When you look at your little fucking charts and you see all that cosmic microwave radiation and all that came of it, that's fucking God. (laughs) You're welcome. I solved the whole puzzle for you. (laughs) uh, You gotta be careful of those... Those false preachers that Jesus warns about. There shouldn't be too much more to it than, you know, it's not about paying tithes and it's not about... It's not about giving all your money to somebody who's already rich and just sitting there begging for money because they don't want to work. They need to be putting in their work for the community. They can't sell you any hope that you don't already have in your heart, any faith that you can't already find within yourself. Cultivate it, bro. Anyhow, that was a great, strong way to end it, seeing as how I haven't changed the settings and it only lets us record an hour, Uh, but I'll get that fixed, I'll I'll switch it up, but that was a good discussion, any uh, ending notes that we want to add here, or that was a pretty strong way to end it, (laughs) those were the, the final thoughts, and that wraps up another episode of 
News Channel 7, reporting from heaven, from the backyard with Natalie Duran, and me, Peter Duran, and our dog Titan, and our son Oliver, <laughs> and all the cats and animals we own. You don't know all the witnesses <laughs> who have been here today. <laughs> all our plants we planted. But it's been a nice, good day, nice, good conversation. We'll catch you on the next